Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta, and together we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are going to dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback, so let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Empathetic Man. Sethi here with Namesh, and today we want to talk about something that we find kind of seems to happen right from the start when you're starting a new relationship with someone, especially someone where you're, you know, it's like a longer term relationship. It's going to be like your partner, your spouse, significant other. And really the kind of the theme of this topic was around, you know, initially you want to try to find someone you gel with, right? So typically there are these like shared interests or um, hobbies that you guys both enjoy doing. And what ends up happening is as you start to really deepen that relationship, all of a sudden, you start to realize, you know, what about your values? Like, are your values aligned? And sometimes that can kind of overlap and it can blend in. What I'm starting to find now, as you start to get in longer relationships, married with kids, it's kind of interesting how sometimes those shared interests at the beginning that were there start to go in different directions. And maybe it's just the evolution of the individual or the evolution of the, the relationship or the marriage. And so I wanted to kind of use this topic to kind of start to flesh this out and just talk about, you know, how important are shared interests, how important are shared values, and how to, how to kind of adjust your line of thinking and how to approach your relationship as you start to see things start to change with respect to these two things. So before kind of going really deep into it and getting specific, uh, I'll stop right there and I'd love kind of your thoughts on this uh, topic. Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting and, and kind of loaded topic, if you will. And I think the first kind of uh, first clarification, if you will, is it, there are different types of, of relationships, right? And I think what we're talking about here is <clears throat> of what we're talking about relationships that are, I guess, more serious in nature, whether they are you know, your significant other, whether they are like close friends, etc. Because what often happens is those who don't have shared interests and share shared values, and we'll suss out both those terms in a few minutes, those then result, if you don't have shared interests or values with people, they don't, they're not necessarily in your life, unless you unless they're forced to be. So just wanted to make a clarifying point where we're going to be talking about relationships that are close relationships, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny because lately I feel like I've been talking to people who aren't married, people who are in a relationship and it's getting serious. And now they're thinking about proposing or taking that next step, or they're realizing that it's actually not going the way they expected and I'm starting to have this conversation with them because I'll ask them like, you know, well, you're in this relationship. Obviously, there was something that brought you there together. But now all of a sudden, you're, you're having arguments. There's a lot of turmoil. And I'll ask this question. I'm like, well, what do you guys, what are your shared interests? And I'll give you an example. I won't name any names. But, you know, one person was like, well, you know, me and my girlfriend, like we really um, you know, we, we, we like the same things. And I said, okay, like what? And he's like, well, you know, we really like 
to travel. I said, yeah, okay, that's cool. And I was like, what, what do you guys do when you travel? And then all of a sudden he's like, well, you know, when I like to travel, I like to really explore the place that I'm visiting, you know, maybe the culture, the history, kind of really try to see what it's like to be, you know, a local in that environment. And I said, okay, what about your partner? What does she like to do? Well, she just likes to go shopping and check out the stores and the latest fashion and, you know, go to nice restaurants and things like that. And all of a sudden I was starting to like, kind of see like, well, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily a shared interest in my opinion, because it seems like what you like to do is different than what, you know, she likes to do. And it seems like some of the things that she likes to do, you know, with no judgments are things that seem to kind of, you know, maybe bother you, right? Maybe you don't want to like always go to expensive restaurants and stuff like that. And so that was just an example that I kind of started thinking about. And I started realizing like, man, this, this happens all the time. And for me, what I started to then kind of go a little bit deeper into was, okay, well, that's fine. Like everyone has different things. Like we're not all expected to kind of have the same line of thinking, but then I started kind of challenging him and I said, well, what about your values though? Because if you guys don't have the same shared interests or same, same hobbies, like, do you at least feel like you kind of are aligned with respect to the, the way you stand on certain things, like the way you stand on, you know, like finances and kind of just being um, kind of thoughtful with your money or like the way you stand around like gratitude and appreciation or forgiveness. And that's where I started to kind of sense maybe there was a little, a few differences there. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, do you ever notice this with some of the people you talk to or even some of the things that you've seen in the past? Yeah. Well, it's interesting how you, you're kind of describing it. I think what I, my question actually was more of if you, if there is someone in front of you that you have a relationship with that you think you may have had a shared, shared interest in or shared values in who you considered close, but as you kind of drill down further, you realize that there isn't, there aren't any shared interests or values. They actually become the opposite of a close friend. <laughs> and I think that's an issue that I guess happens sometimes in close relationships where, you know, you start with these interests and these values and just to kind of, you know, put a, put a definition around that, or at least my understanding of interests and values. Interests are specific things that you may like, or you may dislike that result in some type of satisfaction, calmness, joy, et cetera. I think values are fundamental tenets that you live your life by that you kind of, you go back to when fundamentally making life decisions. And I think in close relationships, if you don't have, it's kind of like this blurred, these blurred buckets, if you will, right? Like can a relationship can, can there be two people in a close relationship that have shared interests, but not shared values? And or can there be two people who are close that have shared values, but not shared interests? I think that interests evolve quicker and faster than values do. And on my end, I feel like as long as you have similar shared values with someone, then that closeness can be preserved. It can still be saved, if you will, if the interests are going in different directions. 
But if the values can't, no matter how similar the interests are, I feel at some point the rubber would hit the road. Yes. What do you think about that? Exactly. And I think that's what I hope is kind of a, a takeaway that most people can think about. And again, we definitely let's explore this some more because I have a lot of different examples that I'm seeing. But yeah, I think, you know, shared values to me is like the foundation. It's like a home, right? Like you can change, you know, you might have a home and it has this type of kitchen and this type of bedroom right now. And that may evolve over time, but you're not going to rip the foundation out. I mean, unless you're going to demo the house, but for the most part, you're going to keep that foundation and you're going to evolve. And I feel like that's really what's important here is, you know, interests do change over time, but values for the most part, I feel like have to really be in sync. Otherwise, as things start to like go in different directions, um, I feel like that weak foundation is going to crumble or it's going to be something where, you know, you're, you're just kind of settling. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really trying to have a very honest conversation, even with like, you know, my wife or like close people to me is, Hey guys, like this, I think is a question that we don't really like talk about. Like, I don't really even think when I was kind of getting ready to get married and go through that, like I didn't have someone out there who was like, Hey, you know, before you make this plunge, like, you know, have you guys really took in the time to like make, I mean, maybe at a high level, there was like, yeah, okay. So, you know, we definitely both want to like, you know, have kids and start a family. I think there was things like that, but I don't really think, you know, deciding the types of things that we want, whether it's like, you know, having where we want to live or what kind of house we want. Like to me, those aren't values. That's just more of like, what are like kind of the goals that we have? Whereas when I started to really tackle this subject a little bit more and, and realize, for instance, like I, you know, I really have changed a lot with respect to um, like the way I eat and that plays a huge toll on like the way that we interact. And I think if me and my wife didn't have a shared value of kind of this, you know, always kind of trying to grow and, you know, be better versions of ourselves, I feel like that would have definitely caused a huge impasse in our relationship because I would have gone on this path where I really wanted to change the way I eat and my health and fitness. And she would have been like, well, I like kind of what, what I've been doing. And I don't want to change that. And because I don't really kind of value growth as much as you do, we're going to constantly be butting heads. And so I do think now that, you know, and, and that was a really big thing for me because at one point I was like, well, shoot, if we're not the same and if we're not agreeing on something like as fundamental as food, are we going to be able to like be together in the long run? But as I started to really see this maturity in our conversations and in this kind of agreement on like the underlying value, it made me more confident in our ability to be on this path together, even though we're not necessarily like doing the same things day in and day out. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. And it, it, it kind of goes back to this, like, you know, value versus interest. And, as we are talking, I'm actually on Google looking at like what are fundamental values of a relationship because what are values and values that are defined in this article that I'm reading are things like safety, trust, kindness, loyalty, respect, family approval, equality. Um, and those are kind of interesting ones. All of them are kind of self-explanatory except for family approval which is kind of interesting 
Um, and now that I think about it, those are the types of things that I think people just end up gravitating toward others through conversations and interactions. People gravitate to others who have similar values. But again, it's where that similar interest come in, comes in. And, you know, not, it's funny that we just kind of um, went to family approval because that's something that, you know, my wife and I talk about where, you know, I feel like on my end, family approval is one of those things. So as a person, there's kind of like two families that you kind of seek approval from, if you will, right? Your family and essentially your spouse's family. And I think early on for us, this is kind of a side note, but I think it, it does tie into the equation. I think initially we we kind of disagreed on that value where I think family approval for her was a bit more important and there's no right or wrong answer than it was for me. And recently have we kind of come to compromise around what how family approval plays in our relationship and how much of it is needed versus not and when it's deserved versus not. And I think aligning on that value has really helped us in kind of strengthening our relationship, if you will. I don't have a, a, an interest that really relates to that particular value, but that's an example of when you can't agree on a value itself, that's when I think you, you, know, you kind of are in trouble, if you will. And I think a lot of interests have underlying values as well that I think it's important for each couple to, um, you know, to suss out. Like, so for me, uh, an interest of mine is working out. I love fitness. I love running. I love doing spinning classes, et cetera. And the underlying value of that is I like to live, you know, a healthy life. And I think it's just, these are the types of questions that, couples I think should be talking about and trying to understand so they know kind of where to go back to when they are either doubting their relationships or when they don't seem to be kind of seeing eye to eye on things to know that they at least have similar values and then building off of that interest. Yeah, I love that, man. And I think that's what's really important is because I just think this whole, you know, you find someone, you date them, you marry them, you guys have all these things that you guys have in common or you enjoy doing, it's exciting, and then you expect that to now last for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years with kids or without kids. That just, that just doesn't, that's not real. I just feel like it's a false dream that should not be implanted in people's minds. I think people need to understand like relationships take a lot of work they require a lot of communication. They require a lot of kind of compromise, sacrifice, give and take. But there are things that I think fundamentally cannot be ignored and values is one of them. And I think, like you said, you know, in, in lieu of the change of interest that may come with time, like the, as long as you can continue to like come back to the values, come back to like, it's like the company mission statement right like as long as you can come back to those those core tenants i think that will help to you know keep the relationship going and i mean literally i was talking to someone yesterday and they're talking about how you know uh, and i'm sure you've seen this situation play out with lots of people right where something happens you know an argument like unfolds and then 
you know, finally they, the people work it out. And then three months later, another argument unfolds. And then the person's like, well, you know, you did this to me like three months ago, or this happened like six months ago. And then on one hand, someone's like, well, Hey, I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to like, not hold on to the past. Like let's, you know, kind of forgive and, and move forward. And other people are like still clinging. And it's like, to me, it's like, yeah, you know, like that could be a fundamental like disconnect. I mean, you might be with someone who really struggles with forgiveness versus you. And it, that's going to just, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter like what activity ends up being that particular situation. Like if you can't align on like, hey, we both agree in like being forgive, like forgiving and giving people the benefit of the doubt and, you know, agreeing that people make mistakes and can move on. Like if you don't fundamentally agree with that, I feel like it's going to keep surfacing over and over again. Um, or like, for instance, like with my wife, like she really loves photography and she's really good at it. And so it's cool to watch her do it. I, I don't necessarily like, you know, have this huge passion for photography, but I've seen her really evolve over the years. But I think one of our shared values is we both like really appreciate, you know, creativity and imagination. And so to me, it's like, cool, that's like her creative outlet. And like, for me, like my creative outlet is, you know, doing like capoeira, which is like this Brazilian martial art. Like we totally will like not probably end up joining each other's, you know, hobbies, but at the same time, I feel like we can still appreciate each other's hobbies. And that still seems to allow us to kind of move in a kind of uniform direction. So I, I don't know. I just find this topic to be so fascinating, but then as you start to break it down a bit more, it really makes me start to realize like, wow, like when I see people that I care about and they're not like gelling well, I feel like I can, it's like you kind of see like from an outsider's perspective, looking into somebody and you're like, oh, I can kind of see your, your interest may or may not be aligning, but what's really not aligning is your values. And I just, I hope I want to like be this mirror so I can kind of show them that. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you think a shared value could actually be supporting someone, your spouse's interest, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, is it kind of like, does that make sense? Yeah, so I just, I just wanna make sure I got this right. So like, like a, my spouse has an interest that I, necess, I necessarily don't, you know, do, or I'm not something that is like that exciting to me, but should I support it? Yeah, like, and I, not like, not, you know, not all of the not all of their interests but should one value from the get-go be look you will be interested in things that i know i will not be and i will make a concerted effort to support a few of those things i know it sounds common sense and i know it sounds like it's almost table stakes in any relationship but i wonder if that value is not even does not like it does not exist in a lot of folks you're probably right and i do think it is really important to do and you know um i'm sure she'll be okay if i bring this up but like i think my sister-in-law is actually really good at this particular value for instance because like um her husband is really into sports like really into sports and loves watching them, really gets into it, like has his select group of teams. And it's kind of like this thing, like, you know, like when, when on those days, 
when my teams are playing, like I really want to immerse myself and, you know, watching these games. I mean, that can be like five, six, 10 hours, a whole weekend. And it's really been pretty amazing to watch my sister-in-law who is not that really into sports at all supporting this and saying, Hey, yeah, you know, like, I know you love it. I'm going to like, you know, kind of enjoy it with you, watch it with you. Now, not every game and not every weekend. I mean, they definitely kind of have to lay some groundwork or ground rules and some boundaries. But I do think if she didn't have that value and I don't know what it would be, I don't know if it's maybe like, you know, appreciation or support or what the term might be. But if she didn't have that, I could easily see that becoming like a sticking point. And eventually being like, dude, you're always watching sports, like spend time with me or this. And it causes just all these other like, you know, shit storms. So I do think, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm sure on the flip side, there's things that she does and he's supporting. So I do think you have to do that. And I think there is this give and take. And I think every relationship has to be able to kind of weigh that out. And, and obviously no one wants to be kind of taken for granted. And I'm sure like, um, you know, there usually isn't that kind of like bad intention, but that being said, you know, like, I think that's super important because if you can't enjoy, if you can't be part of their interest and you can't even support it, I feel like eventually that person is going to be like, dude, I, I feel like I have nothing to do unless I do this, this stuff that you want. And so I feel like my voice isn't being heard or like, I'm not being kind of able to like enjoy this journey as well. So I think it's a really yeah. good point that you bring up. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those common sense, I guess, questions that that is worth thinking. So I don't know. I think for me, the takeaway here is I think it is important for couples, whether they're starting or even you know ones in longer term relationships, to kind of step back and really kind of understand and and think about like what brought them together in terms of a value perspective. I know it could be it definitely is intended to be a constructive exercise. Um, though I think it uh, frankly may result in, in kind of a, you know, it's kind of a scary exercise, right? Cause what if you realize that you and your partner may not have, a, you know, the like similar values that, that you thought you did, but I do think all couples do share deep down inside values and that's what gravit That's what enabled them to gravitate toward them that's what enabled both of them to gravitate toward each other to begin with and i think it's important for them to understand what their shared values are and what their individual interests are and i think the second part the second takeaway from me is i think people need to be reminded including myself especially myself that you your spouse may not have or probably will not have a lot of the same interests you do so pick one interest that you may not have been open to and try to be supportive of that more so than you would before. I don't know. What are your takeaways from here today? Yeah, I think you said a lot of them, which I totally agree with. And you're right. I mean, I think if you were to go to someone and say, Hey, you know, buddy, like, do you have any shared interest with your wife? And they said, no, like that would kind of feel scary. And, and so for me, it's, it's not really about creating, you know, division or putting this wedge between you and your partner or even your friends. I mean, like, it's so interesting. Like ever since college ended, like me and my friends are all just creating different paths. And sometimes I feel like I'll go weeks, months, or even longer and I won't see them. And 
it's because our interests have changed, you know, kids, whatever, like all this stuff has kind of happened and there's no, this, there's no this common bond that's kind of bringing us back together. But when I do finally see them, it's kind of like this, it's this reminder that like, wait, like before we were even friends, like we like had this common, you know, camaraderie or like appreciation or gratitude or, or trust and, and kind of safety. Some of those things that you mentioned even before that brought us together. And it's one of those things where even though I might not see them for weeks or months now, like I always know they have my back and vice versa. And I think the same thing with your partner, their partner is just different because you're seeing them all the time. And I feel like sometimes we feel like there's like this thing where if we're not always doing things together, if we're not always like enjoying each other, we're like picking the relationship apart. And if anything, I think the perfect relationship in my opinion is a relationship that balances, you know, independence and interdependence. And I feel like in order for us to really do that is to, again, make sure that as we start to see our interests go into different paths to just continue to check in with your partner and make sure that those values are still there, that you guys are appreciating each other's like different interests. And then, you know, that means you may have to like, like you said, like support an interest that you don't necessarily like, agree, like not agree with, but you don't necessarily like enjoy doing as, as at the same intensity, but maybe you can just, you know, be, be like that kind of cheerleader from the side. And it's like, Hey, awesome. Like, I love that you're doing this and I'm here for you. And while you're doing that, I'm also going to be able to do some of my own things so I can grow individually. You can grow individually. And then together we're just going to be a better, you know, more amazing couple together. So, that's kind of the way I, I think about this. And I think those conversations, you know, even the way you approach those conversations, I think some of our past episodes are great on like how you talk to people and how you kind of not minimize or marginalize or, or dismiss those types of, you know, important things that another person may have. But I think just fundamentally, when you feel like interests are starting to go in different directions, coming back to the values that you've always had probably from the onset and just reinforcing them, I think will keep the relationship moving in the right direction, you know, and weather that storm. I like that. Awesome, man. I love this. I feel like when you and I talk, I feel like I just walk away from this learning more. So I hope everyone else yeah. who's listening did the same. Awesome. Cool. All right. We'll talk to everyone. We know it's Thanksgiving this week, so have a happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you soon. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed The Empathetic Man. Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic. They can be a man, woman. It doesn't matter. The goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time. Now, we would also love your feedback. If you can, give us your feedback on the Apple iTunes. You can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast. That way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic. Thank you again so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.